Hello, I'm Francine, host of Coping to Care, a podcast series created and produced by Blue Sea Care that features guests who share their expertise and life experiences to empower our loved ones in our community. Our aim is to serve as a friendly resource for seniors and their families. For over 50 years, Meals on Wheels of Orange County has been the largest nonprofit senior nutrition and supportive service provider in Orange County, serving nearly 1 million meals to over 10,000 at-risk older adults annually. Their programs and services reduce hunger, improve wellness for older adults so that they may live independently in the homes and communities they love. Today, we're pleased to welcome uh, Meals on Wheels Orange County President and CEO Holly Hagler and Susan Papiri, uh, Director Corporate and Community Relations. Wow, that was a mouthful. Welcome, both of you ladies. Thank you. Thank you. We're glad to be here. Great. Now, the need for good nutrition for seniors, especially those with chronic conditions, is very crucial to good health. Can you share about the work and coordination that goes into this? Absolutely. And, you know, Francine, um, one of the things that we really focus on is food, food insecurity. And food insecurity is limited or uncertain access to adequate food for wellness. Um, and what a lot of people uh, may not realize is that nearly 30% of low-income older adults in our community um, suffer from food insecurity. That's almost a third. And that has doubled since 2012. So uh, we're looking at both providing, um, but just providing food is not sufficient for older adults. It's really about nutrition, about solid nutrition. So. Um, and even regardless of um, income, on checking into the hospital, roughly half, as many as half of all older adults, regardless of income, are malnourished when they are hospitalized. And that could be um, from um, inability to make good, healthy meals or whatever their disease condition is. So the other thing that is important that's, you know, part of our, is just at our foundation is ensuring that we are providing the nutrition, balanced nutrition that helps promote wellness. And one of the reasons this is so critical is that um, about 50% of all diseases that older adults have are directly connected to lack of a, appropriate nutrition intake. Wow. Um, and um, six, uh, about 60% of food insecure older adults have congestive heart failure, 50% more likely to have diabetes and so on. So uh, one of the things that we do is every meal that we serve, and we serve um, meals on wheels delivered to older adults' homes, Mm -hmm. uh, and those are for individuals who are not able to shop or make their own meals. Um, or we also serve um, hot meals at senior centers or during COVID, frozen meals that are being mm -hmm. picked up. Um, 
but everything is overseen by a registered dietitian and we meet national standards for the meals that we make, national nutrition standards. So we look at uh, sodium, our, we have low sodium meals, uh, we look at what the calorie count is, we look at um, the, um, the nutritionals in terms of the vitamins and the minerals that are in each meal and they have to meet these uh, really rigid national standards and um, ensuring there's sufficient protein so that you know seniors remain strong uh, as you know i'm sure uh, loss of muscle tissue is a real major issue for older adults can cause weakening so just having the right balance of protein and carbohydrates and all that is really important. So, and we design that into all of our meals. And we also have a, a diabetic friendly option. Oh, that's so. wonderful. That's wonderful. I yes, have to say that absolutely. my mom did, um, we did take advantage of Meals and Wheels uh, for my mom in her last um, days. Um, she had congestive heart failure and it was nice. They oh. delivered the meals packed up in ice and um, in a little ice chest out front and we met the ladies who were very nice. So that was really nice to have. Now your organization provides proper nourishment for older adults, as you just explained. And in addition, you help ensure their wellness, purpose and dignity. Can you expand on this, um, you know, case management, adult, day services. I know there's friendly visitors and care coordination. Absolutely. Yes. So um, it's, as I mentioned, we provide the meals um, and we always say, is it the meals or is it the visit um, that people get? So mm -hmm. when we're delivering the meals to the home, um, that is usually delivered by a friendly volunteer, a friendly driver who has a few minutes of of that, you know, little conversation, how are you doing today? Um, and they build a relationship. Uh, and so that uh, we provide both the meals as well as the social connections. And then when they go to the senior centers, it's not about just getting a meal. It's about being sitting in a, at a table, being in community with people. So that we always say it's meals and more. And part of the more that we offer also for homebound older adults that are receiving our Meals on Wheels is we have a case manager assigned to each older adult. And we actually, when we are um, um, intaking them um, to the program, then we go out and we're actually visiting with them in the home and connecting them with other resources because a lot of times they may not have access to good transportation, or they may need um, connections with um, health insurance companies, you know, or Medi-Cal. And so we make sure that we're connecting them with those kinds of resources as well through our case management. So we're always, uh, and then a lot of times they'll call our case managers just because they have questions or think we can help them. Um, we also, uh, in addition to that, we have um, a limited amount of home care uh, funding that we can provide. So maybe help them clean their home or personal care. So um, those are um, those are smaller service, but again, it's for the most frail that are homebound and alone who really need that extra support. 
Um, we also uh, provide adult day health care um, services, which are medically supervised daycare. So that's in one of our, we have two centers and adult day health care is generally uh, reimbursed if somebody is on Medicaid or Medi-Cal in California, it's Medicaid is known in California, and um, or through, uh, they may have an insurance plan that would pay for that or um, or pay for privately. But they, that is where they come to our, uh, our center, we pick them up. And this is for very frail older adults. Usually they have seven or eight um, health issues. They're on multiple medications. They, they get their um, blood pressure checked. They may have mobility challenges, maybe walk in walkers or wheelchairs. Um, they ha we have activities. We have physical therapy, occupational therapy um, that they do at our center. And socialization, the ever important yeah. social connections, as you well know. And then we take them home at the end of the day. So. Uh, it helps them still remain with their families, um, but healthy and can maintain for as long as possible until they need to have, um, you know, more uh, around the clock kind of living situation. And uh, care coordination, uh, we provide through um, health care contracts to check on people in the home, maybe when they've been um, coming out of the hospital. Uh, ensuring they get their medications filled, you know, that kind of thing as well. And Susan, you might want to comment on the Friendly Visitor Program. Oh, my favorite, the Friendly Visitor Program, because as Holly was talking about, it's really much more than a meal. We need to make sure that these people aren't suffering physiologically from extended isolation and loneliness. Because as many of us in the business know, but maybe some people outside of the business don't know, is the startling statistic that some of us have heard is extended loneliness can cause a physiological deprivation that is equal to smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Oh my gosh. That's huge. So for a friendly visitor to come and spend an hour a week with one of our homebound seniors, just speaking about their past or playing cards or doing a puzzle or whatever it is that they both are interested in, it's kind of the, the senior match game, you know? So we do have people who call and say, hey, I wanna help, but I, I really can't necessarily help during the week by delivering meals, what else can I do? Um, then we figure, hey, friendly visitor is gonna work for you. They and the person that we match them with that has at least a couple of, you know, complementary interests, they get together and figure out when a good time for both of them is to meet. Mm -hmm. Now, with the recent pandemic, you know, we've had to get creative and um, we've made it more of a telephonic thing. We're hoping, 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 hoping that we'll be able to get back to that in-person visit uh, as soon as it's safe. But it's so important to have that contact, whether it's telephonic or again, like I said, in person, so that we can stave off all of those other issues that can happen when we are lonely and isolated. Wow, that's a big job, especially now. And I just read in Becker's hospital review that most seniors maybe have one contact a week. You know, it's really, really sad. So we need to fix that. 
also. Um, now, speaking of that, how how can you create an environment where innovation and positive abilities can thrive? So, like right now is really a time for innovation. So, could you talk a little bit about how you do that? Can I sure. can I say one thing there, Holly? Of course. We we have. Um, we have amazing staff, and, and I'm sure that's the first thing Holly was about to say, that have come up with, especially right now, like I said, that have come up with ways of doing things that we never would have thought of before. Um, for instance, we were talking about the adult day healthcare. You know, they couldn't come into our healthcare because everybody had to stay at home. So what does that mean? Well, they started getting some um there were issues where they were kind of going backwards. They weren't getting the, the, you know, physical exercise. They weren't getting the interaction. They weren't getting, and they were having very visible and noticeable, you know, um, things happening to them where they were going backwards in their health. So our case managers, our CNAs, they all got together and they started making phone calls. Our activities person put together activity kits. Um, for those who whose loved ones couldn't be home with them during the day, I mean, that was one of the points of them going to adult day health care. Um, maybe we had to take a meal to them and we did that, too. So it was just, you know, figuring it all out. And Holly, I'm sure, has a gazillion other examples of how we did things like that. Right. Sure. Yeah, so I think in general, you know, you asked how do you create an environment in an organization uh, where innovation can happen? And I think, you know, it, it's about trying new, being willing to try new things, even if you don't know if they're going to succeed. Mm -hmm. So um, we pilot things um, with kind of the language of, um, you know, technology firms fail fast. Right. Um, fail forward fast, yeah. that kind of thing, you know, so give, give something a shot, try it out, celebrate the successes, learn from the setbacks, and, um, you know, just working closely with people and creating that kind of environment. COVID, of course, has, um, you know, blown the cover off the ball for everybody in terms of innovating and doing things differently. So Susan was right on when she said we're doing things now that we would never have thought that we would be doing and quite frankly i'm not even sure that we ever thought we could do them if we would have sat back and said oh yes you know, right now we're serving um in in one month we're serving six times more meals than we would normally serve in a month and um that's just phenomenal and if you would have told us back in february that within, you know, a matter of weeks, we would be doing that. Uh, we would have said, no way, <laughs> you know, that's not even possible. So uh, I think that, you know, embracing that um, and letting people uh, have the space to try new things, for me, that's, uh, there's nothing I love more than when somebody comes up with an idea and says, hmm, you know, Think we could I think we should do this I'd like to try this um, or I find out they've already been trying it and you right. know that's even better <laughs> as far right. as I'm concerned
Blue Sea Care provides comprehensive care management to seniors and their families. Services include complete physical care for seniors who want to maintain their independence and state of health. The caregiving is combined with Art to Wellness, a program which uses the therapeutic benefits of the arts to assist with cognitive care for seniors. You can learn more about Blue Sea Care's programs at www.blueseacare.com. That's great. Yeah, we um, at Blue Sea Care, as you probably know, they were doing the art to wellness classes at the Seal Beach Fire Department. And then we were also doing it at another senior center. And then in March, they said, oh my gosh, these people love their art class. So we were doing them once a month, but ever since COVID, it, ever since March, we've been doing them every Saturday from 10 to 12. And we max out at 50. So we, we pretty much get a full class because it's a free class. Wow. And you can paint from home and you can order your stuff from Michael's and have it delivered. So it's we're having a lot of fun. I will send you the link. So if you want to send it in your email blast to your your audience, we'd be happy to do that. Sure. Sure. So so as we spoke about, you're you are focused on programs that keep seniors living in homes, in their homes and staying in the communities they love. Can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I think that is, that's the hallmark of what we do. Um, you know, um, surveys, as you well know, I'm sure, um, surveys show that, you know, 80% uh, and even higher of older adults would like to live in their own homes as long as possible. Um, and so that's really what, uh, what we provide for them, the services and supports that make that possible. Cooking is huge. Um, and when when someone can no longer go to the grocery store safely or or maybe they have arthritis and they can only lift their their hands so far, you know, you really can't reach and and do all the things or maybe the dexterity that uh, cooking requires or if they've lived alone for a long time, sometimes they've lost interest. And they just want to do uh, whatever is convenient. Um, so, um, and then quite frankly, um, over 50% of adults in this country, of older adults in this country, are um, have to make a trade-off each month between food and um, whether they're going to pay their utilities or their home or you know pay for their rent or transportation or uh, their medications mm -hmm. so um, this is about uh, this provides both the support that people need as well as uh, takes away a big expense item if they're getting the meals delivered to the home so that is uh, absolutely critical um, and uh, as we've talked about the other services that we provide are really uh, designed to do that whether you know sort of across a, a continuum of care and providing that uh, as we've been talking about those social connections and that Susan was talking about whether it's a friendly visitor or that that friendly person who knocks on the door and says meals on wheels um, that that as you pointed out, a lot of people may only see one other person all week. 
Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, very often, if they are homebound, that person is their Meals on Meals delivery driver or their friendly visitor or what have you. So uh, those are just critical. We have to both feed people um, the nutrition they need, but we have to give them, to feed them the, um, the caring connections that are also so important to really be nourished and living with wellness and wholeness. You know, I think a really important point on all of this too, um, without, our, without our case managers uh, for our home delivered meal recipients, um, we wouldn't be able to do half of what, uh, three quarters of what we do. Um, because what happens there is we'll get a, a referral, either the person will self-refer, we might get a doctor call us, we might get a case manager from a hospital. They, they come all different ways to us. But once we get that call and we um, speak with the person who is asking about the meals, we also determine through an assessment and then through continued assessments through the months, mm-hmm. what other needs does this person have? Um, they're in their home, great, but are they safely in their home? Because that's something that we really, we need to know and we really focus on. It's, it's about keeping them in their home as long and as safely as possible. So do they have a mattress? Do they have a microwave that they can put this food in and heat it up? You know, do they, do they have cleared space? You know, do they have a ramp? We have all kinds of ways of contacting either other resources or being able to um, access different um, small grants or donations and get these people some of the things that they need. I mean, literally, we had a blind man in one room of a home that he was renting. Oh, excuse me. He, he was in a trailer and he he couldn't sleep. His friendly visitor found this out and also his case manager was brought in. He couldn't sleep. And we kept asking, why can't you sleep? And he finally told them, well, this was such an old trailer. It had holes in it. And at nights the rats would get in. Oh my gosh. And his mattress was on the floor. So all he could do is hear these little rodents coming and he couldn't go to sleep, of course. So we finally found this out. We were able to get a handyman to come and repair the holes. We were able to get a bed frame and box spring to put that mat. Actually, I think we got a whole new mattress, got him up off the floor, um, you know, made him safe, not just physically, but mentally. These are so important. These are the things that we do much more than the meal. That's, That's wonderful. That kind of ties in with my next question. Can you share an example of a success story that's allowed an older adult to live confidently and happily at home. So that's a great example. Do you have any others you'd like to share? I think, Holly, you had somebody just recently calling yeah. you. Yeah, and this was one that ha- has happened during, you know, when COVID was really fresh. Um, I got a call on, on my cell phone one day and I was working from home because we were keeping as many people out of our, uh, out of our commercial kitchen facility as possible. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a, a woman who was calling about services for to get services for her elderly um, um, aunt and mother uh, who live in Seal Beach and yeah. um, in Leisure World there. And 
they were, this was, a, you know, a week or two, two weeks into COVID when older adults by then knew they needed to stay at home and shouldn't be getting on trans public transportation or anything. And, and she had found out that they had ridden the little bus that mm -hmm. goes uh, to the senior center and they were picking up grab and go meals, which were available for older adults who could drive their car and we could put them in their trunk of their car or something like that. Uh, but we certainly weren't expecting uh, them to take uh, a bus. And when we found out about that, we were able to coordinate to partner with the city of Seal Beach and we were able to partner up and then start delivering meals to them. And they are in their 90s. Oh, wow. and, um, and they live in apartments next to each other. Oh. And then, um, this, I always love this sort of the continuation on from this story because once they got set, they, everybody was thrilled the, and the daughter uh, was thrilled as well. And then uh, I got the call again on my cell phone um, a, a, um, several weeks later and saying, well, they didn't get their meals today. Um, so something happened with the delivery because they're home and they didn't, you know, they're home now and they didn't get the delivery. So when we looked into it, we found out that, well, the, the beauty parlors had, had opened up and they had gone to get their hair done. <laughs> oh my gosh. I had missed their meal delivery. So we were able to arrange to, to get meals to them. So that is, uh, that's not an uncommon kind of story, but, um, so and we're and normally they were even though they were in their 90s they're active and they were able to go to the senior center and have that hot lunch but that was no longer available and you know we really did not want them taking a little bus ride to get there either right you know i think a good point about that story too francine is it's not really just the seniors that we serve a lot of times these seniors may be isolated and alone here in, in our region of Orange County, but they do have family elsewhere. Maybe they're in another state, maybe they're a couple hours away, maybe they're even just an hour away, but during the week, we work and we can't get to our loved ones sometimes. And so being able to give that peace of mind to that family member, as well as giving that nutrition to the senior themselves Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's just this web that goes out from our services. There's a lot of different lives that we touch. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And I know that some seniors, they want to be independent and they don't want to say, I need help. I need someone to deliver meals. Okay. And I actually live near uh, Leisure World. And um, one day when I was driving up 2nd Street, there was a lady with a walker trying to walk Actually, she had just walked all the way to Trader Joe's. Oh my and God. I said, why didn't you take the, the bus from the Leisure World? And she said, oh, they don't go that far. And so um, she says she was praying to the saints, hoping that someone would notice her. And I threw her walker in the back and took her home. And her Aww. name was Mary, all I, is all I can say. And uh, she lived in Leisure World. And I said, just drop it off. Says, well, have her show me her address. And so dr off but she didn't want to bother her daughter and uh sometimes yeah. they don't want to bother their children their children have kids and so they yeah it's 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 too bad so i checked on her but i think that 
her daughter after that. She must have told her daughter the story. <laughs> and then her pro daughter probably shows up uh, more quickly. So um, any closing thoughts? Oh, no, actually, I wanted to ask you. I understand that you're working on a documentary. Yeah. Share about that. Oh, we are so excited about that, Francine. Um, normally, you know, one of the ways that we are able to provide all these meals and all these services, uh, among other ways that we get money, is through our major fundraiser. Normally, that's our Senior Care Hero Awards. It's like the Academy Awards of the senior industry. And this would have been our 10th year doing it. We have about 650 people come to the Grove of Anaheim and we honor people all through the care continuum. Um, people are nominated and then they're voted on. And then just like the Academy Awards, they find out who is the recipient of that award in each category. But we couldn't do that this year. Mm -hmm. And instead of trying to make that work in a virtual gala, it, because it just really couldn't. We didn't want to cheat anybody of that experience. So we decided we'll just push that off to 2021. We're going to do something completely different. So what we decided to do is kind of 180 that camera mm -hmm. and shine the light on how the community and our partners um, it, it all came together with staff and everybody involved, volunteers and so forth, to to help this nourishment continue through this pandemic. And I've been so lucky to have been in on all of the um, interviews and work with the producer and so forth. And you kind of forget uh, some of the things that happened at the beginning. And it's astounding, truly astounding, Francine, how our community came together in such really a short amount of time to make sure that our seniors weren't deprived of nutrition. So you're gonna have to wait and watch this documentary. Mm -hmm. It's a virtual premiere on October 11th. October. And we'll make sure that we get that uh, information out to you. Um, basically, you can go onto our mealsonwheelsoc.org site and you can access it there that night. It's at 6.30 till about 7.15. And again, I'll get that information out, but it's gonna be a virtual event. We're gonna break into the documentary here and there and talk to some VIPs and it'll be so fun. And it is our fundraiser this year. So it's very important that we get that audience. Oh, that's wonderful. Look forward to it and we'll be sure to share it. Thank you. At, at Blue Sea. Now, any closing thoughts or quotes to live by from each of you or both of you? Well, I would just say be kind to yourself and be kind to others. Just Love take it. that moment, take that time, yes. and, um, and be kind to yourself. Uh, as well as being kind to others because so often we're focused on others so much that we're not we don't take the time for ourselves so do both and i think it we will all live a happier life if we do that wonderful anything you'd like to add susan you know uh, along that same line i think that we all have now had a taste of what our homebound seniors feel every day since this pandemic started. We were used to being able to go out and do what we wanted to do, when we wanted to do it, how we wanted to do it, with whom we wanted to do it. And all of a sudden we couldn't do that. 
And so now I would really love for us all to hold on to that feeling. It was uncomfortable. It's an uncomfortable feeling and we're, we're getting a little bit out of it now, but please hold on to that because that's how our seniors feel. And it's important to support those seniors so that they don't feel so cut off. Right. Great, wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you for taking the time and um, have a great afternoon. Thanks for what you do, Francine. Thank you, Francine. We appreciate it. My pleasure.